Welcome to the Inner Power Podcast with your host, Andy Rivera. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Power Podcast. My name is Andy, and today we have with us Chica Chica. She is such a phenomenal human being. So Chica is a conscious mentor and a healer, but I actually met her uh, back when she was a social media mentor, which I know that you still do. So I'm really, really excited for today's conversation because um, she's awesome. She's awesome. So Chica, welcome to the Inner Power Podcast. So happy to have you on. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being flexible too. I feel like it's great to have these deep conversations and to chat with you and catch up while talking about some great things and how to inspire people. So thank you for holding space. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. So I did give a quick little intro, Chica, but for the people who don't know who you are, can you just give us a brief rundown of what it is that you do, who you are, the things that you love and the things that inspire you? Yeah. um, So I guess Just to give you a little bit of a background, um, I was in social media before. That's how I got into this space. Um, I started doing social media management and eventually being an influencer for myself as my own brand. Um, I held a lot of events across Canada on and US with um, social media and just allowing bloggers and influencers to come together. Um, In the midst of doing that, I went through a huge shifting pivotal point in my life where um, basically, long story short, at my work, um, my manager actually sexually assaulted me. And that's just what led me to take a step back. And um, that was very transformative for me, like my whole body shut down mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, I did therapy for about two years. And it was great, but I just felt like I wasn't getting the healing that I needed, the healing that I felt like my body wanted. Um, so then I decided to go into um, alternative healing, which was energy healing. Um, and I did a healing in Bali about a few years back. And she is still my mentor today. And um, the moment I walked into the space, I just knew that there was going to be a shift, that I would not be the same uh, the same person I walked into that space. Um, and ever since I've been using energy healing for my own healing, um, connecting with various modalities. Um, and now I'm brought into the space as a conscious mentor, working with um, modalities such as shamanic healing, Reiki, um, Akashic past life, plant medicine, and helping people move through their shadow and allowing them to hold space for their sole purpose. I also help and support people in social media still, but those who are consciously aligned with their purpose and wanting to understand more about how they can energetically help and support people on their mission. So that's a little rundown about me. Um, I do a lot of education on social media on YouTube is my favorite community. Um, so if you get a chance to check it out, Chica Chica on YouTube and, um, I really just hold space for people to do their shadow work because I know a lot of people don't have access to shadow work. So it's just great to have a community where you don't feel alone um, and you can really get that support and be seen and be heard. Um, So that's been really great. I love traveling. I know right now as we're recording it, (laughs) that's been a little bit limited, but I'm so excited to travel. 
Um, I love family. Cooking is definitely one of my favorite things. I love gastronomy. That's one thing I don't talk about. So I'm really into cooking and making elaborate meals um, and working out, meditating and just being with nature. So that's a bit about me. Wow. Um, thank you so much for sharing all of that, uh, but particularly about your situation at work. I had no idea that that had happened to you. And um, I know it's something very vulnerable and it takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength to share something like that. Um, but also seeing the way that you've used this, this negative situation in your life and used it to empower your own healing and your own breakthroughs. I mean, that is so powerful because now you get to take all of these healing modalities that you've learned and all this knowledge that you've acquired and actually help other people in their own process as well. So um, thank you so much for sharing that because I know that's, um, that's something that is not necessarily an easy thing to share. So you did mention a couple of modalities that you like to practice with. Um, can you just give us uh, another rundown? Because I know that shadow work has been really, really beneficial for you. I know that plant medicine and just earth medicine in general has been really great for both of us as well. Um, inner child healing. I mean, what are, what are some things that you feel have been top of the list that have really helped you in your entire process? Um, you know, there's like so many modalities. Yeah. Like, I think spirituality, <laughs> it's like, I always tell people if, if they are in a space of awakening or like starting to just be interested in spirituality, really just go with what resonates with you. Um, there's not right or wrong. Even when I'm sharing these modalities, you don't have to hold space for those. It could be other things yeah. as well. Um, but for me, one of the biggest things I derive from is shamanic practices. So, um, you know, holding space for the earth and connecting with earth energy, um, connecting with um, certain, you know, animals or um, certain um, beings in the space and allowing people to connect. A lot of people who gravitate to work with me um, relate a lot with my own personal experience as well. So I would say the first place to start when you talk about shadow work is the inner child. Um, because, you know, we come into this space with a lot of, on an energetic level, our parents' energy. And if we look at it, which a lot of people don't know, um, when you're a child, like you are holding energetically for gen 14 generations on your father's side, 14 generations on your mother's side. So that is generations of people that might not have done this shadow work, might have not come to their deepest self and, you know, connected with what they have to release in their lifetime. So that alone is just a lot that makes a person who they are. Not only do you have your parents' eyes and features on a physical realm, there's also that energetic aspect as well that you might um, entail. And it could be on a conscious level where the person completely knows about it and they could be on a subconscious but where the inner child healing can be powerful is that everything we see we learn or the experiences we have some of them could be trauma some of them could just not have been explained to us or we weren't in a right environment for that um, we absorb that into our cells into our body and a lot of the people I work with I start working with them and they have some memories that they've never remembered in their life like they don't remember um, before eight years old, because they have allowed their body to fully forget that trauma and it's instilled in their body. So they attract all these situations and perspectives and beliefs that they never knew were hindering on themselves um, until they start doing this energetic work. So I would say the first place to start is definitely the inner child. It's understanding what does that inner child need? Like, 
What are some things that you weren't able to process because maybe there wasn't an adult or a person that could have supported you and kind of flowing through there and seeing how it allowed you to have certain experiences and perspectives in your present now being. Um, so that's like one part of shadow work. If we go into the, you know, more <laughs> deeper things, um, you know, with, as I mentioned, with schematic arts, there's also plant medicine. I work with plant medicine a lot. Um, it has allowed me to go deeper in areas and states of being that I I can't explain in the space. Um, and it's something that I know is in, in my lineage, like my grandmother, like she used to love plants, knew everything, knew what plant to use for what. And I used to laugh at her and be like, why are you making me drink this disgusting tea or whatever it is? But she <laughs> knew what she was talking about. Um, and when I got into this work, I knew that it was kind of in my blood, but also on a on an energetic level, like I meant to work with plant medicine. So I work with many plants, such as like flower essences to tea, to, um, you know, ayahuasca, to, uh, you know, cambo, various plants that I hold space for. And sometimes I help people with integrating it. So after they've gone to ceremony, how to integrate those lessons, or um, even just helping them actually facilitate certain plant medicines and working with them. Um, and some of these medicines you can use on a daily basis to work on a dieta, which is basically when you work with a plant for a certain period of time, understand what your intention is with it and work with your shadow work, which is beautiful. Um, so some things are rape, for example, um, they have sinanga. There's various ones that you can use. And those are just a few from the Amazon. But then there's also like flower essences, which can come from the lands that you're currently in. So um, yeah, it just gets super interesting in that space. And then kind of connecting it to the ancestral part, I also go through karmic, um, akashic, and past life regression. So that's usually when people have on a subconscious level, on a, a soul print level, things that they can't explain why they're scared of heights or scared of the fire or um, why, for some reason, their parents, they feel like they're the, the parent of the parent. Um, and that can be something that is in a, like a deep DNA level. And that's probably one of the deepest ways to unlock and heal certain people depending on the topic. Um, so sometimes I'll guide them through a journey to release that. And that's been very beautiful in ceremony as well. That's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Um, and it is a lot because I know that for me, when I started kind of getting into some of these modalities, I'm still like at the very beginning of it. Uh, but I didn't understand what was what, like what was available and all the resources and the healing that was available for me because much like yourself, you know, um, I've always relied on therapy, which is great. Like I, I love my therapist. She's awesome. She's also an astrologer. She's literally amazing. But, you know, I, I did feel that for so many years, I just couldn't really have that breakthrough. And so in recent years, I started allowing myself to hold space for other practices. And that for me was like the biggest thing was like allowing myself because I, I come from a very religious background, like super Christian, like my grandfather's a pastor, super religious. So even like thinking about certain things um, was weird and it felt wrong and it just felt like I shouldn't be doing this, like I should guard my soul. <laughs> um, yeah. Little did I, did I know that this was actually a key to unlocking my soul and allowing my soul to express its true essence um, and so, yeah, it's been a really interesting process. Um, 
earlier this year, I had my first ceremony with Combo, which was really um, unexpected and just perfectly aligned. And in that ceremony, uh, we worked with a shaman. She's beautiful. Um, but in that in that ceremony, we also did Hape, um, which you mentioned, and uh, Senanga, which, by the way, Hape is a sort of tobacco, but you don't really smoke it like a cigarette. People think tobacco and they think cigarettes. It's not what it is at all. It's It has a lot of healing benefits, and it's ingested through in, in a different manner. Um, and Senanga are actually eye drops um that completely open up your third eye that's like the best way that i can explain it really um it just completely opens up your internal vision if you will at least that's what it did for me and then uh a little bit later i actually sat with bufo as well so bufo is really intense um it was really really intense but all of these practices like having these experiences for me it was so vulnerable. It was so vulnerable. And I felt like in a short amount of time, I was able to release years and years and years and years of trauma. And like you said, like a lot of this trauma, sometimes it's things that we experience in our current lifetime, but a lot of times it's ancestral trauma, things that, you know, our grandmother or her grandmother experienced, or even far back down the lineage. I mean, I got things from the colonial days when like the African slaves were being brought to Puerto Rico by the Spaniards, like so many things came up. So if you who are listening to this podcast, if you feel like there's this, there's this weight on your shoulders and this like internal pain that you can't really seem to let go of, take this as an invitation to explore. And by the way, Chica's channel will be linked in the show notes. She has a ton of videos on shadow work, on manifestation, on healing. Um, so I really do invite you to reach out. She also does one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. Um, so if you're interested, you have a resource right here. Uh, but I can honestly say and agree with Chica that these tools, in addition to the work that I've already been doing with therapy and journaling and you know all these holistic modalities that I also had, they really, really have helped me release so much pain, so much of this crazy depression, this ridiculous anxiety that literally crippled my body. And little by little, um, I feel more like myself. Um, and I really feel like there's still a long way to go, but I feel more aligned with my soul's purpose than I ever have before because I've allowed myself to heal. So it all kind of goes, goes hand in hand. Um, it's, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting process. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's neat too. Cause like each plant has its own energy, just like every modality has its own purpose and way of communicating. Yeah. So um, that's why, like I mentioned at the beginning, I encourage you to really go with your intuition with what you connect with. Um, and it's funny. You talked about Sananga being like, it opens your third eye and it's such a, I find it quite humorous because the energy of Sananga is almost like when you're about to take it, you're setting your intention and, you know, and I do self-application. Sometimes people find it's easier for someone to actually do the eye drops for you. And um, I did like a dieta for a certain period of time. Every morning I would do it. And it's like, as soon as you start to open 
this Ananga, you could already feel the energy and the fear that it's bringing up and the fiery energy that it's going to bring up in your third eye. And every time I'm always like, oh, I'm okay. I got this. And as soon (laughs) as I start, uh, you know, getting the eye drops ready, my, uh, like my eyes start to water, my heart starts to, you know, speed up. And it's just a way of my body showing on a subconscious level, all of us where there might be some fears or things if you are going through transitions in your life or just, you know, self-development that you don't even know needs to be released. So the beauty of those plants is it gives you the medicine and the teachings that you need at that current time. And it's it's always divine timing. It's always the right time of why they're being introduced into your life. Um, and happy, I use every single day almost. So it is a plant that like, um, like you said, it's just like, it, it allows you to hold space and each one can actually help you depending on the chakras that you want to tap into or what you want to unblock. So for me, I have various ones that I either use when I'm in ceremony with someone or for myself. And I just, you know, hold space for it, but it can also open your third eye. It can help align your chakras. It can help you with releasing fears, anxiety, mental health, a lot of things. So um, yeah, that's the beauty of the plants. Like we have so many things on this earth that can help us and guide us into what we need and what our body is calling us for, for support. Absolutely. Um, and like you said, you know, it is a very personal decision. Like you do have to allow your own intuition to guide you on this because the, the good news is that the resources are there, which I did not know about a few years ago. I didn't know the resources were there. I only thought that I had this little bit to work with. And I felt like I was hitting the ceiling on that. And the truth is there definitely are a lot of resources out there, but you do have to be led by your own personal inner guidance system. So if you can, and if you're interested in this work, I would suggest to just take some time by yourself in silence, be honest with yourself, journal, meditate, do what you got to do to get in that state of like allowing that intuition to come forward and guide you into what would be best for your own personal healing. And also don't be scared. It's okay if you're scared because I was scared. Like you said, like even, um, even with our daily practices, not with these big ceremonies, like even with our daily practices, sometimes it can be a little scary because the reality is you don't really know what you're going to unlock there. Mm -hmm. And even though that's scary, that's also kind of beautiful at the same time, because the same way that trauma can be passed genetically and, you know, from one generation to another, healing can also be passed from one generation to another. So that's a really cool thing that you're doing this for yourself, but you're also doing this for everybody else in your lineage, believe it or not. Um, So that always kind of empowers me and like, makes the fear subside a little bit knowing that, wow, this is, this is big, you know, this is something I'm doing for me, but I'm also doing this for the people that I love. And even though nobody else in my family um, understands this and they don't really have to, I know in my heart that this is the right decision. So yes, take some time to be silent and be honest with yourself to see what the next best steps would be for you. And of course, Seek guidance from people who have been there, done that as well, mm-hmm. if you feel like that's the the next big step. For sure. I was just going to add on that, like with what you mentioned about um, being in a very religious family, 
same thing. My grandparents were quite religious as well. And that's still something that my parents are very like, oh, what is this? Like channeling, you talk to dead people, you talk to this, like they have all these, which is like fair for them to have all of those, you know, ideas and thoughts and opinions. And I allow them to hold space for that. But if you are someone that might be in fear because you were brought up in a space where um, you feel like that's the only belief that you can have, be patient with yourself and just knowing that, you know, um, as humans evolve, so do beliefs do, so do um, our thoughts, our, our opinions, our perspective of things. And that is the beauty of the awakening as well through each person and how we each go through our individual awakening. So please be patient and um, with yourself and really coming back to maybe sitting with yourself in silence with your inner child. Um, at the first point that you had when you were introduced to that belief system and sitting and seeing what resonates and what comes up through with you, that's a great little intro exercise that can help guide you onto why you're rejecting the unknown or the unseen. Mm, I like that. Rejecting the unknown or the unseen. I'm, I'm going to continue asking you some questions, but I, I did want to take a quick stop, Chica, and just say that I'm so happy that we're having this combo. Like, for real, I, I'm so happy to to talk to you again, because I know a lot of things has changed as of recently. Um, and this is really cool that we get to sit back because we've had interviews before and we've had so many deep conversations before. Um, but it's really awesome to see how we've both just changed and blossomed into the women that we are now and the leaders that we are now. So. It's really cool that we're doing this. Thank you. Thank you once again for being on the podcast. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm so grateful. It's crazy how much things have changed for a lot of people, I think, the past recent years. And it's yeah. it's been great to witness yes. uh, people changing, especially in uncertain times. So, you know, wherever you are in your journey, just allowing yourself to embrace it. And I think that's what I love about shadow work. It's how to embrace the shadow, the parts of us that we truly have a hard time digesting or fully um, holding space for. And um, that's something that we call spiritual bypass, which essentially means like in a non-spiritually way is like the things we avoid just because we, we always want to be positive. We always want to be optimistic. We always want to hold that space of like, everything's fine, but the shadow is like, but is everything fine? So that's kind of where, um, you know, it's so beautiful to see us where we've, we've done our both inner work, we've evolved, we've become leaders in deeper ways. And um, I'm even more excited to see what else comes for both of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So when you do shadow work, uh, that's essentially embracing the parts of you that you neglect, you know, the part of you that causes shame or guilt, and even the part of you that you don't even know that you're sometimes neglecting. Um, but understanding that that part of you is also you, along with all this positive awesomeness that you bring to the table, right? Um, but facing your shadow, embracing your shadow, and holding that space for it, that for me has been like definitely the trickiest part because it is scary. It is scary to come face to face with the things that you don't really like about yourself or with the things that you didn't know that you were neglecting. Right. Um, but there is so much beauty on the other side. And it's kind of interesting because when I started getting into manifestation, I love manifestation. Um, 
But a lot of people, especially on the internet, like you said, they focus on like the positive thinking aggressively. And of course, that's that's part of the process as well. But when you are engaging in spiritual bypass, you're neglecting this other big part of you that's also there. And for manifestation, I was so obsessed with bringing certain things into my physical reality that I focused constantly on the positive affirmations, which I still love and I still do. And I focused so much on the things that I wanted to bring that I neglected the things that I needed to let go of. And when I started doing that, I felt like there was like a stopper, like blocking my manifestations. And when I started doing the shadow work, when I started doing inner child healing, it's like it was unblocked. And all of these manifestations that I, that I held true to my heart started pouring into my physical reality. So shadow work is not just healing. It also, when you engage in it, it also creates space for a lot of beauty to come into your life. Uh, which I never expected. No one ever told me that there's the, there's the nitty gritty part of manifestation as well. That's not so cute sometimes. Um, but it's also a really important element. So you're really big on manifestation too. You have a bunch of videos that are really awesome on your YouTube channel. Um, what's the process like uh, when it comes to manifestation specifically? And what are some of your favorite practices and tips that you can give to our audience? Yeah. Um, so manifestation is something that like got me into spirituality. And I will say manifesting is all, like you said, a balance. So you're not in spiritual bypass, right? So it's like understanding how to do some work for yourself in the shadow being, but also understanding how to be and actually not pretend like you're holding space or just acting as if it's being in the energy of what you want to bring into your life. Um, so like people have probably heard of law of attraction. I won't go too deep into it, but it's, you know, um, knowing that what we are is what we attract. So that's everything from our belief system our values, like our experiences, our perspectives, like our energetic perspectives of the world, like everything is what we are. And you can look at around your environment as well. Like look at the people you're in with or hanging out with or the work that you do. All these things are part of attracting and manifesting. Now, the part that people tend to not really talk about and what I like to talk about on my YouTube channel is um, the aspect of manifesting is understanding how to raise your vibration to be in that perspective, to be in that, you know, I am going to get that car or I am going to, um, you know, get 10 clients this week or whatever it is that you're holding space for. Um, and that's where people probably have a block because there's fears that they're not fully aware of. Their energy is so overexerted on the end result of the manifestation that they're not actually being in the manifestation mm -hmm. and they're not doing the work. I, I know it sounds like kind of like straightforward and, and kind of abrupt, but there's a lot of people who enter in spirituality and they don't do the shadow work. Um, and I'm a big believer that, you know, in order for us to hold space to, you know, have more things, almost like if you have a closet and you have every clothes that you've ever worn ever since you were a baby and you never cleaned it out. Right. 
So all of those clothes and you go shopping, you're like, I don't know what's where to put those clothes. It just ends up going all on the floor, yeah. it's pouring out of the closet. So that's the idea of manifesting and the process of like self-development, just all on being conscious. So when we manifest having those new clothes, when they come into our life, it's like we can't even hold them into our life because we have all this energy that we haven't released. So it's Energetic a process. clutter. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And then what happens is that's how we get the same type of partners that hurt our hearts or the jobs that are just like exhausting and we, we're not satisfied with it or the clients that aren't, you know, committed to us because we don't know our relationship with money. So these are all the things that happen in the space of like manifestation. So to give you like a little rundown, um, the first thing you want to do is like, okay, what do I want to manifest? And then understand the aspect of that specific thing. What is your relationship with that manifestation in this current present moment? And if there is that block, like you mentioned, or that fear or something that comes up, that is when shadow work can help you release that. So you can be a fluid vessel for your manifestation because in the energetic world, there's no such thing as time. Like you can actually have it whenever you want, right? And in doing that, when you can hold that space, it makes it so much easier for you to just be and not act as if just to to say you're manifesting right you're actually holding the energy of you know that vibration of what you want and that's the part called like maintaining vibration which is a big part of manifestation right it's not just writing all the 10 things you're grateful for every single day because you know it's going to heighten your vibration but you're not connected with that action then it's just going to go out the window so it's it's a step of consciousness of your vibration consciousness of your blocks consciousness of balance of when to celebrate and bring gratitude and when to do the shadow work and um, that's something that we have to always kind of be intentional with. It's not like a destination. Um, and then as people go with manifestation, they end up manifesting things like that day and getting it at the end of the day because they've worked on their vibration over a long period of time. It's literally effortless, which is what it should feel like. Um, so that's like a little rundown of like the steps of manifestation, what that looks like. As far as me and my things I like to do, um, so I have some things that are more like mystical that I like to do for manifesting. And then I also have more practical stuff. So one of my favorite things is scripting. And sometimes I'll just have like a download of like, oh, I want to do this for like my business, or I want to have this amazing project to do, or I want this car and I will take a piece of paper. And what scripting is, is when you are writing what you want to manifest in this present time, like you're with it mm -hmm. and it's with you. Um, and I like doing this on full moons because depending on the energy, because I do do full moon and new moon energy mm -hmm. healings and meditations on my channel too. So a lot of my everyday life practices is around the moon. Um, so depending on the moon and the sign, sometimes it will be meant for manifestation. Um, so say it is a time of manifesting, this might be a great time to honor and to hone into, okay, this is what I want to manifest. Or if it's something new, maybe you want to focus with the new moon and scripting on the new moon and holding space for what you want to manifest based on the energy there. Um, so scripting is just simply writing a letter to yourself in this present moment. Um, everything from the emotion, how it feels, what you see, describing everything and fully embodying that manifestation as much as possible. So that's my number one. Um, number two is probably working with plant medicine. So that's like how I got into this work. Um, and I'm not talking about just like ayahuasca and cambo. Like I do work with them as well. And they're a huge part of my journey personally. But 
also just like going and for a walk and connecting with plants and going for a hike and being conscious or sitting and meditating with the earth or manifesting under a tree so I can hold space for my intention and prayer. Like those are things that I love to do. Um, even just like doing a fire ceremony, working with the elements of like the earth. So like there's air, earth, water, um, fire. So just holding space, depending on if I'm releasing or if I'm manifesting. So that's something that I like to do. Um, I know a lot of people like manifestation techniques and I do know a lot of them, but I'm personally really simple. I like scripting. (laughs) I like stating that it's, it's mine and my, and affirmations, and I like connecting with the earth. So those are the, the three things that are my go-to for manifesting every time. Same, same here. Scripting is so powerful. I didn't fully realize how powerful it was until I set a really big intention to manifest this apartment. So I knew in my heart of hearts that um, I truly desired a, a one-bedroom apartment, a large, spacious, bright one-bedroom apartment in New York City. I had the price. I wanted it to be rent-stabilized. I wanted these quote unquote ridiculous things that people just constantly told me was absolutely impossible. But I knew that once I had the space, it would allow me to um, step more into my leadership, grow my business and do a lot of things that are going to be a positive impact for me and also for the people around me. So I had this big desire in my heart that came from a really awesome place, in my opinion, where I wanted to not just bless myself, but also bless other people as well. And even though it sounded ridiculous, because I I did have a list of things um, that I wanted in the apartment, I wanted a bathtub for my moon rituals. I love doing moon baths. They're a really big thing for me, especially since, um, you know, I've had scoliosis my whole life. And so those are really important for me. Um, So there there was a few things on the list. And At the moment, when I started the process of manifestation, I had a lot of resistance. And when I started scripting and doing the work and sitting with myself and being honest with the shadow aspect that was keeping me from these manifestations, when I started scripting, that's really when the biggest shift started to happen. Because as I scripted, I really, really believed the things that I was writing. I started not just using the I am sentences, uh, which we all know at this point when you do affirmations. A lot of times affirmation starts with I am, for example, I am a money magnet. Um, But I also started using I love statements. I love my home. I love that I feel so protected, so safe. I love the fact that my father can come visit from Puerto Rico and he has a place to stay. I love the fact that I can sit and give my classes and my trainings in a space where I don't feel cluttered and my ideas can flow freely. And so I started really, really, really getting in the energetic vibration of the thing that I was calling in. And at the beginning, I was really trying to force it. I was really trying to force this apartment because I was like, I have the connections. I know I can make it happen. I'm going to hustle, 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 grind in the most toxic way possible until I get this. And I'm not against the hustle culture, like a lot of people. I'm not against it. I just think there's like toxic hustle culture. And then there's like healthy hustle. (laughs) I was not doing the healthy hustle. I was definitely in the toxic hustle, trying to force things against the current state. And when I started scripting, that's actually when the biggest shift started happening for me. Because 
I was very intentional with the things that I was writing. I was visualizing the future as if it, as if it were already happening and expressing it from a place of absolute gratitude and joy and just knowing that this was mine. Um, and then one day when I, when I decided, okay, what would happen if I stopped hustling and I just simply let go and I just let the universe do its thing? I decided to get a little sublease in Brooklyn, a tiny little room. In the meantime, I was like, I'm going to let the, the universe do its thing, give it a chance, and just try not to freak out for now. As soon as I did that, Chica, I kid you not, within a matter of days, I received a phone call from a person that I had not spoken to in over a year. This person was a real estate agent who had a lot of connections. He did not know that I was looking for an apartment. He called me. He called me and told me, hey, listen, I don't know if you're looking for an apartment, but I have this apartment with all of these features and it's available right now. It's rent stabilized. You want to go see it. It's not on the market yet, so you're not going to find it. Even if I tried to hustle and find it, I wasn't going to find it because it wasn't on the market yet. Um, so before they put it on the market, for some reason, I just thought of you. Would you like to come see it? I'll pick you up right now. Simple as that. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Um, I'm going to do a, a separate podcast episode on this. I was actually doing my research yesterday and going back on my journals. Um, and I started crying just reading the things that I was declaring. But it can be that simple. And it can be that effortless. And I'm so happy that you mentioned the effortless part because sometimes I forget. <laughs> sometimes we all forget that it should be effortless. You should be going with the flow, with the current, not against the current. And understanding that you are divinely supported in such a radical way that sometimes all you have to do is really just simply let go. And when you let go, you'd be surprised. Like I was excited, but I was also like, wow, this like I, I, I wasn't shocked that it had happened, but I was still like, OK, universe showing off. All right. Yeah. So that's just one really simple example of how this could work for your life as well. Um, but it's a really beautiful process if you are into that and if you allow yourself to get into the work. Like I said, for me, the biggest thing was like not allowing myself to do it. Uh, so give yourself permission and see what happens. Let the universe surprise you because miracles should be normal. Miracles are a very normal thing that should be happening every single day in your life. They shouldn't be once in a blue moon, as they say. So Chica, now that we have gone through all these experiences and have more wisdom than we had before, what are some things that you feel you would tell your younger self um, looking back now that you have the knowledge that you do? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's interesting because for me, I see my younger self with me it's not like I've only healed with her and then like okay bye like that's not really how our relationship is and I encourage you that your relationship shouldn't be like that with your younger self is like allowing yourself to step every day with your your future self and your younger self and your present self um, because that allows you to have so many perspectives. And what I like to see, like the eagle's eye, it allows you to have a perspective that is from each version of yourself, because we are different parts of our being. Um, so with her, like, it's really interesting. I'm in this space of like, 
her wanting to be more playful. Um, I'm so grateful that I do healing and I'm able to educate like thousands of people on YouTube and being able to hold space for them and just the stories that I hear. And I think my younger self didn't see that she could do those things. Um, to give you more of a background, like my parents were, you know, my dad was an angry person, you know, not holding all the emotions inside, like very old school, didn't want to release those emotions or show weakness. Um, and my mom was someone who was just in her own space, has gone through so much trauma, emotional, physical trauma, and was just allowing that to be fearing her and, and basically running the show of every decision she made. So even though um, they had this love, it was also very connected to their own self-trauma. So at home, the only thing I had was myself, my own self, my, my talking to my stuffed animals or my imaginary friends, um, which were honestly like angels for me that I got connected with. And it's so um, funny that we realize that now yeah. as adults, we're like, oh, those are actually angels. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was, it was pretty apparent for me. It's crazy. Cause like, I remember one of my childhood homes, there was this girl and she wore a pink dress and she had curly blonde hair, like Mar what's that girl's name? Marilyn Monroe kind of here. And every time I would cry and sit on the stairs, she would come and say, what's wrong? And she would just sit there until I would tell her what's wrong. My mom would always be like, who are you talking to? Mm -hmm. um, and I that's when I started to become more aware that like, oh, there, there might be other things like around and to the point that I would even feel if the energy is good or bad and have my mom come into the bedroom sprinkling holy water all in my bedroom. <laughs> she was like what's going on like she was freaking out like spraying it there and I was like I, I don't know I just feel like there's a bad vibe in here so I was quite like because just of the state of where I was and my parents just having very like high energy and always on stressed and and whatnot um so when I was at, at school, on the other hand, I was bullied for half of my school life. So for me, like, I didn't have a place at home. I didn't have a place at school. So I felt really like an outsider for most of my life. And I think um, as I built the relationship with my younger self, I'm letting her know that she isn't, that it's just that people weren't able to see her light and weren't able to witness her difference being like a power to help so many people in the future and also how connected she is with nature. Like I remember coming in the house, my mom would be sick and somehow I would know to like pick up lavender and the outside and give it to her like certain flowers. And she's like, mm. up to this day, she will still say to me, you always take care of me. Ever since you were young, you would always know what to do. You had a really, you're really smart. Like I was just very aware, very like it's beautiful, observant, you know? Um, so I think with her, it's just knowing that that is that power, even though people are trying to, you know, use their, their like pains and project it on you. It has nothing to do with you. And I think she just took that on meaning like, she's the reason why mom and dad are arguing. She's the reason why this and this is happening. You know what I mean? So having her fully just be in, in safe and telling her she can come out and play. She can be a kid. She doesn't have to grow up quickly. She doesn't have to be the one to take care of mom and dad. She doesn't have to be the one to um, hold in all the emotions and talk to no one because she couldn't. Um, 
So I feel like those are the things that I, I hold space for my younger self. And also knowing that it's okay to express and be loud. I remember one of the biggest things, sayings I grew up with, and I don't know if this resonates with anyone listening, but um, girls are supposed to be seen, not heard. In other words, quiet down your voice and not to express it. And Mm -hmm. that just automatically locked my throat chakra. I was like, oh, I can't speak. I can't. There's no way that I can be the person in the room that can hold the space. And I held that for years until I got into healing. And honestly, like just talking to you right now, that feeling that I couldn't speak really hindered a lot of the traumas I went through because I, Mm -hmm. I had my voice, but I felt like I didn't. And in doing that, it created a lot of suppression through my through my ability to work through um, some of my shadows that I was trying to heal and didn't know why I kept hitting this block in my manifestations, in my personal development, in my healing. Um, so that's another thing that I would tell her is like, use your voice, like, don't be afraid um, to use your voice. I know like maybe mom and dad don't know how to, because they would rather hold it in, but that doesn't mean that you have to hold your voice and your expression. And, um, that's really what I'm doing now. I'm using my voice to help heal people, whether it's, you know, schematic chanting, healing, or guiding them or allowing them to hold space to feel safe or, going through meditations, um, guiding meditations, or even speaking on my channel, um, I know that my voice is meant to to help and speak and to hold space for people. So um, yeah, in short, I feel like those are the things I would tell her. And um, she's very funny. She's very playful. My younger self, she's she reminds me <laughs> of part of her. She loves to sing karaoke and dance. And that's her space of her spirit. And she reminds me of that every single day. So I encourage you guys to also connect with your younger self and if you feel like you're stagnant like connect with that younger self of you and say like what does what what do they need like what will help you kind of shake that energy that you're feeling right now how do you feel like now i mean having heard that story of your throat chakra being so blocked your entire life uh, especially as a child and now using that same throat chakra and that voice to inspire so many people like how what are the emotions that come up right oh, now it's, I feel, it's yeah. so powerful like I, I can't like I can't even put it into words because like even now um when I sat with ayahuasca many times and I will work with her for the rest of my lifetime um and I had one specific sitting where it was like my voice like half of the ceremony I couldn't speak like it was just me mm. showing she was showing me how much I suppressed my voice and how much people expressed their voice onto me and the pain that I was holding for for lifetimes <laughs> decades that I just kept on just taking people's like crap part of my French yeah, and yeah. just holding it all in right so it brought this fiery energy that came through in my body and I had this crazy experience and this is like really mystic where I was actually channeling light language so ever since I've had that ceremony I've been able to speak light language and what light language is in a little small summary is it's a language that isn't really um, like humans might not necessarily, it's not, it's not English, it's not any other language, but it, it sounds like something, you know, and when I was a kid, I used to 
to speak this whenever I would hold space for, um, you know, imaginary friends or angels, not knowing what it was, right? And I find I've even noticed since unlocking it that kids, when I'm out walking, I see kids actually channeling light language. So it's so beautiful how the moment I was like, I want my power back and I, I honor it and I'm grateful for it. It just like opened my throat. It was a way of communicating. Um, it allowed me to channel for people's ancestors, elders, like all this stuff started to come forward. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> what is this part of me that I did not know? So, you know, again, this is where I always I really encourage people that don't be afraid of the unknown or the unseen of yourself, like you as a person, because there is so much that lies behind that door. There is so much that is there. And because I decided to take that power and be like, I want my throat to express, I've been able to hold space and to heal and to heal myself and other people through it and feel fully in um, full alignment of what I do today. So yeah, it's definitely powerful. Oh, that sounds so amazing. I love this story so much. Um, I love that. Um, for me, I definitely, uh, when I started, when I even discovered that the chakras were real, because that's another thing that I didn't even touch base on was like, obviously the chakra system. Um, I had a lot of blockages in the heart center, big time, to the point where I started unlocking it, my body started shaking, and it was just absolutely wild. But once you start doing this inner work, seeing how God or the universe uses your true power to impact the people around you is literally the most rewarding thing ever. It's so amazing. And I'm so happy that you've been able to do that, especially with your own throat chakra, because um, that kind of just inspires me to keep going as well, because I feel like there's so much work that I am still excited to do. And having this conversation just makes me like, okay, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> do it. Like follow your, follow your intuition. If, if anyone who's listening is also like being like, oh my gosh, this is resonating or, oh my gosh, I need to go look up this specific thing. Um, please do because yeah, there's just, there's so much, um, there's so much like recently yeah. actually something I shared with, I haven't shared with you was when I sat in Cambo you know, it's never been on my radar. To be honest, like years ago, I was like, Cambo, like, I'm not going to sit with a frog. Like, this is not going to happen. Yeah. And about four months ago, it just like, like it hit me really strongly. And it was like, whoa, okay, no, I need to sit with the frog medicine. And to give you some history, like the past eight months, I've been battling a lot of things with my health and things manifesting in my body. And to me, that was a sign that, okay, there is something that I need to heal that is either on me absorbing from the collective or me absorbing on a lineage space. And I've been on this space of like healing it and working with certain plants. And it's been so powerful. And this was kind of the last initiation, if you will. Um, so when I sat, before I sat with the plant and I was like not listening, a friend of mine said, hey, Shika, like, I know this person, they're coming to our city. And I think it might be a great opportunity for you to sit with it. And I was like, okay, frog medicine, I hear That's you. you yeah. to with <laughs> I'm like, I keep avoiding it. I keep seeing frogs everywhere. I'm like, okay, no, no, no. It's time to, it's time yeah. to sit with it. And Again, it's crazy. No matter how much you do this work, you're always stubborn and you don't go with your intuition sometimes, right? So yeah. I, it was me avoiding the fear of what would come up. 
And when I sat with the medicine, I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel expectation, nothing. I was neutral. And for me, I've never had that feeling with any healing I've done, any ceremony I've done where I go in and even the facilitator was like, Sheikha, how are you feeling today? I was like, good. Like, I don't know what to expect and I'm fully open to surrender. And I've never, ever had that before in ceremony, which shows me how much the shadow work has been so beneficial as well. And the moment I sat, I heard this kind of voice that came in and was like, we're going to heal you. Like, you're, we're going to finally heal you. And this might be TMI <laughs> for anyone, but I have been working on healing parasites for months. Mm. And that one healing got most of them out. And I've been doing every single thing under the sun and it wasn't working. And I sat with Cambo. And it released it on my body. I have not had issues with it ever since. Mm. And this was only like a week and a bit ago, right? So again, it's just so crazy how the body will tell you, how the intuition will tell you and how universe provides when you trust and you just make it effortless, just like when you manifest um, and how things go. And there's been so many awakenings, like so many things happening. I'm really excited to continue to work with Campbell. I'm meant to continue to work with it. Um, I'm actually doing ceremony and three weeks from now again. So I'll be doing an advanced treatment, but it was just so powerful. Um, and just a lot of confirmations of where I'm meant to support people deeper. So yeah, crazy plan. Wow. That's so, that's so cool. The yeah. fact that, um, you know, you're not, you're not just healing mind and spirit, but also the body and combo is very much, uh, geared towards the body I feel um, of course mm -hmm. it moves energy around that's like the whole basis of this but I feel um, of a lot of these modalities combo really I mean makes you purge essentially mm -hmm. like it physically moves stuff around yeah um, and for me oh my goodness it, it was a lot a, a lot came up as well so I'm so happy that you were able to have that experience because combo it's just beautiful it's just yeah. awesome and to me it's still mind-blowing the fact that we have Mother Nature really does provide so much for us to be able to just be on this path of healing. We are literally, it's kind of absurd. It's like, yeah. wow, okay. <laughs> if you ever feel like a lack of abundance or lack of something, just think of Mother Earth. That's what I always yeah. do. Like whenever mm -hmm. I feel like, oh, like this fear comes of lack of something, I just think of, well, you know, Mother Earth keeps regenerating. So, so could I, like, why can't I question yeah. that? And for those who are listening, who don't know what Campbell, Campbell is a sacred frog that they actually use um, just the slime on the actual frog and they capture them very gently. They make, there's a big preservation for making sure that yeah. they're taking care of these frogs. Um, and what they do is they actually, it works with the lymphatic system. So they hit and they put points, they call it points. Um, where they just burn the skin, not through where the blood tissue is, just the skin. And they place the, um, basically the, the, forgot the word, the um, slime of the frog mm -hmm. on top of these points. Um, and it's able to move through the body. It helps with depression, um, alcohol addiction. Um, it helps with like mental health. It helps with fertility issues. This is one of the reasons why I got into that as well. Um, any physical issues that you have, candida, digestive issues, liver, lots of stuff. There's if you I've heard up, people that have healed from Lyme disease with combo. Yep. I kid you not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. One of my, my practitioner, he healed a guy like a few weeks ago, his last session, it was his fifth sitting and he had Lyme disease and he healed it. 
So yeah, it's super powerful. I know right now there, and I, I don't want to get too much into politics, but he was saying that certain places where they aren't able to have access to the vaccine, they're actually giving it to people right now to have access wow. to it, um, just to help them with their immune system, because that's a big part of it. They mm -hmm. call it the the vaccine of the Amazon, essentially. So it's yeah. supposed to help with your immune and your lymphatic and a lot of things. So that's really interesting. I'm so excited. Oh my God, this is getting me so excited because um, my shaman is actually, she's based in California, but she's coming back to New York in September. Nice. We're trying to coordinate. So I'm like, okay, I think it's time. I think it's time to sit with it again because the first experience was just so beautiful. I felt so supported. I also did it with the perfect people. Mm. Oh, it was awesome. So yeah. this, yeah, I'm getting like really hyped up right now. So Chica, I don't want to take up too much of your time because Oh, this this conversation has been really, really just incredible. But I did have a couple more questions. So um, with everything that's happening in the world, what do you feel that we can do as a collective to continue to help heal the world? Because last year, um, of course, you know, the news are just constantly bombarding us with so much junk. But I also, apart from all this negativity, I saw so much light coming to the surface so many people coming together to raise the earth's vibration and to collectively just heal. So what are some things that you feel like we can all do um, in order to continue aiding that process? Mm -hmm. um, so right now is a really interesting time. Like I feel like if we want to go into an energetic kind of space, then go into the practical, um, I do feel like the world is shifting so much on traditional systems. And it's so beautiful to see. We're seeing that a lot with through protests that we've had in the past year or so. And also just the education that people are just tired. They're tired of like acting like things are okay and acting like um, they have to ignore what is here. And I think the beauty of what we've had the past year and a half is being able to hold space and to actually be with ourselves and not be on like the whole go, go, go schedule. You know, no matter what your situation is, things have slowed down. That's just how it mentally, emotionally, physically work. It doesn't matter things. Something has slowed down in your body and in your mind and your routine. And in doing that, I think it's forced people to fully look at themselves energetically and to work on themselves. And I do believe that everyone is connected. If you've watched the movie Pay Forward, for example, we're all connected by six plus people. Um, so if we think of it that way, every time you are working on yourself, you are helping not only your kids, the generation before you, your parents, um, the, your neighbors, like you are helping beyond that. So I think the main things that have been really coming up for me is number one, ensuring that we're able to do our deeper work and shadow work, even when things open up, even when things are back to normal, like it's, it's normal, but not at the same time, we're shifting our consciousness. People are waking up to see like, what is important? What are our priorities in life? How should we shift that? You know? Um, the second thing is unconditional love. I think a lot of people have suppressed a lot of unconditional love and connection with people in the past year and a half. And even myself, I've got this huge channel. I, I do all of my services online. 
Um, but I got a channel being like, hey, Shika, you got to be in person. People need to feel and be in community. Um, not to say that online isn't as powerful. It is 100% just as powerful. But there's something about holding a baby or holding someone or being able to comfort someone. And there's a lot of people this past year and a half that haven't been able to to really be held while they integrated all these lessons, right? Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I'm hosting, say, like, and I'm announcing this now, but retreats, which is really great next year. So I'll be able to please um, and to hold people more than ever and to fully see them. So definitely, like, interaction community is going to be very big and bringing in love, like, loving your neighbors more, loving, like, being more just getting outside of your comfort zone and bringing that love energy here as well. Um, and lastly, is just really giving yourself credit. I know like sometimes it's so easy for us to be always working on ourselves, mm -hmm. um, but just being gentle with yourself as well as you integrate, as you go through this shadow work, because it's not easy. Um, I can tell you as a space holder, we have to do our work as well because people that we work with mirror the things that we have gone through. So if you didn't hear it, it's going to be shown, right? Um, so it's very important that we're allowing ourselves to just integrate, you know, how have you changed this past year? What has left your life? You know, what has come into your life? How do you continue to change? How do you continue to be in alignment in yourself? Those are all things that you can reflect in shadow work prompts that you can think of moving forward to help you adapt all the things that you have learned over the past two years yeah. and will continue to grow with you. So I definitely feel like I said, unconditional love community and just being able to hold space for ourselves continuously and always um like i think that's important mm -hmm, for sure um i'm so excited that you're doing these retreats and i really hope that the borders open up because i'd love to participate in them that's actually how i met chica i actually met her um not in a spiritual retreat but she was hosting her blog at events which were more geared towards social media um so i actually met you in person before meeting you online which is really cool so mm -hmm. um Yes, hopefully the borders open up because I would love, love, love to be part of your retreats. Uh, but it's really, really exciting. Even within our own communities, we can hold space for the people around us. So um, that's, that's actually really encouraging because I feel like I completely agree with you. People do need to be physically held throughout this process as well. Human contact mm -hmm. is so important and so precious. Um, but yeah, so Chica... Last question, uh, but before I ask you this last question, I want to acknowledge you for coming on here once again. I think you're a phenomenal woman, and I say that wholeheartedly. I think you know that I really mean that when I say it. And I'm, I was so excited when you said yes to be on this podcast because a lot of things have changed, and I've been watching you grow online and watching you just present yourself in such a different way, bring a completely new energy to your community, and it has personally inspired me greatly. So I'm very, very happy that you were able to take this time and be on this podcast. It's really, really cool to have you here for real. Yeah, I'm grateful to be here. Thanks. And yeah, like I think I hope that people see me kind of the way I've been on social media to really show this rawness and realness of like, yeah. it's okay to not be the same person and to go a completely opposite direction if that's what your your soul is calling you to do and one time I woke up I literally woke up in December it was like December 12th of 2019 and I was like 
I need to stop posting. Like, this is not me. Like I need to shift. Like something just happened over that, that week. And I took a whole year before I posted on social media. And it was because I knew there was this awakening and this, this shift that I was meant to hold space and serve. And it, scared the ish out of me for sure not being able to like to come into the space and be like PR and social media and blogging to healer and wellness and energy healing completely different but I am so happy I did it and I have never felt so much like myself doing this work so Mm. I'm I'm really (laughs) grateful and I hope that my story encourages any of you guys who are watching or listening to this um that you know, you can change into a completely different direction. It's never too late. Yes. And that's actually a really big thing because uh, Chica was actually a travel blogger. So she was an influencer. She was a social media mentor. She, this was her jam. So taking a step back from not posting at all, I can't even imagine. That's like basically taking a step back from your career to figure out who you are. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, big, big step, but the results speak for themselves. You know, I can feel your energy even through the monitor of like that big shift that has come into your life. I can feel you stepping more and more into your leadership as the time continues to pass. And your community has grown exponentially, especially like you said, the community that you have on YouTube where you've been the most vulnerable by far. And everybody is just attracted to this new energy that you're bringing to the table because you gave yourself that space. So I'm really happy that you did because sometimes that's what we got to do. We have to take a step back in order to come refreshed, (laughs) reborn even. Um, So that's really cool. So Chica, the final question is, what does it mean to unleash your inner power? Ooh, that's a deep question. I know, I know, I know, but that's like the question. (laughs) It's funny because like the whole time we've been talking, there's been like this this quote that I work through and I I work through it every single day. And I feel like it's a blend of two, but I think this one is really the main one. And I think unleashing your inner power is being able to work through everything that comes through your life. And what I mean by that is like the way out is through everything, you know, even if it takes us more time, like the way out of me transforming from being in the media and in this very, vain space which it was you know I was exhausting from me and my energy into a fully like you know wholehearted open like energy healing like that space of vulnerability still in social media but in a different essence of energy was something that I had to work through the past year of like taking a break and saying well okay no my health is important and I need to take come back to me to figure out what am I here to do what is my purpose so for a lot of people they can't work through they work around it they know what they have to change in their life but what makes them actually do it? It's being able to to have that drastic change that forces you to work through. So I encourage every time something comes up, ask yourself, how can I work through this? How can I hold space for this anger, sadness, confusion, rejection, whatever comes through um, and allowing that to be your power and to feel the textures of the emotions and allowing yourself to rebirth through that. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for that. So Chica, where can we all get connected with you? I know you're on YouTube, you're on Instagram, you have your website. Give us the goods. 
Yeah, I think the best way to connect with me is YouTube. So it's Chica Chica. Instagram is at Chica underscore Chica. TikTok, same thing, Chica underscore Chica. Um, and then also, if you're interested in working with me and going deeper into some healing or you're a space holder, and you want to be held, um, you can also check in my YouTube channel. I have ways that you can apply for my programs and I can hold space for you. You can see what's the best fit. Um, but those are the main areas where you can find me. Perfect. And all of that will be linked in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this or watching this, make sure to check out the description and all her information will be linked. I highly encourage you guys to get connected with her, especially on YouTube, because she is posting really regularly. And I do love that you do the full moon meditations as well. I've actually been following those because um, I love doing moon rituals as well. That really uh, helps me. Awesome. So get connected with her and click the links below. Uh, make sure to reach out if you need it. And thank you once again, Chica, for being in the Inner Power Podcast. I love your energy. Thank you so much for sharing it with us thank today. Thank you. Thanks for holding space. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Inner Power Podcast. The show's over, but the growth continues. Visit coachbyandy.com slash gift for free tools and resources that will help you win in business and in life. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave us a five-star review and get connected on Instagram at Miss Andy Rivera. We'll see you back here in the next episode.